0: Two podcasts are wonderful. My name is Greggy, and this week we're going to be talking about "You Tell It" episode one, featuring Natasha Vainblatt, Michael Kane, Brandon Scott Jones, Morgan Jarrett, and Charla Loriston. But first, we're going to talk to my guest. He, he wrote a, a ton of advertising jingles that you definitely would know if he uh, named them all for you. He hosted that radio show in San Francisco, The Rush Hour Renegades. And he is the singer for the band Jesse and the Rippers. Please welcome to the show, Jesse Ketsopoulos.
1: Hello, people. And that's, a, that's an Elvis impression.
0: <laughs> oh, that is so
1: good. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Are you a big Elvis fan?
1: Uh, huge, Greggy. Uh, I love him. I changed my name uh, to Jesse because Elvis' twin brother, he was named Jesse.
0: Oh, really? I didn't know oh, that. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Do you style yourself after Elvis in any way, or is it mostly I, just the music you like?
1: You know, it's it's all of it. It's the lifestyle. It's certainly the music. I'm a huge, uh, huge music fan, as you stated. I'm, I was in Jesse and the Rippers. You probably remember our hit single, Forever. Uh, which was actually just a cover of a Beach Boys song, but uh, <laughs> you know what? We we made the most of it.
0: You made it your own.
1: Exactly, which is what you have to do.
0: Let's talk mm-hmm. about your personal life a little bit. Okay, you're a married man, right?
1: Uh, formerly. Yeah. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. Uh, I hadn't heard about this. It's been a little while since we uh you know talked in depth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yes, Rebecca and I are um we are no longer together We're still friends certainly still still a very good friend of mine but we are not uh, together any longer after the death of our children <laughs> it's just hard to stay together
0: jesse don't cry it's okay uh,
1: <laughs> it's just I'm, so- tough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry to have brought this up <laughs> But I don't know maybe it maybe it would be a little therapeutic for you uh to maybe talk this out how did what happened to the boys um, I mean definitely tell me you don't want to say if you, if you don't want to No talk no about I
1: think it, it would be good to to talk about it <clears throat> As you know I'm a I'm a famous motorcycle driver I really love my bikes and my Harleys and uh, I passed that on to to Nikki and Alex and when they were uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> when they were um <laughs> they were 12 <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> oh,
0: it's mean, okay Jesse yeah uh, you take your time it'll be it's
1: okay when they were 12 they were riding their bikes together and uh, they're, they're when I say bikes, I mean they're, motor, they're motorcycles. I just call them bikes because uh, that's the cool way to say it. That's what Elvis said, and uh, <laughs> that's what I say. So, yeah, on their 12th birthday, they um, they went out riding on their Harleys, and uh, they met with an unfortunate accident. Uh, they were driving down the street, and the trolley uh, just, <laughs> just, just sideswiped them. <laughs>
0: Oh my God, that is an awful story.
1: Yeah, it's not. It wasn't. It wasn't fun.
0: Wow, and and they were on Harley's. I don't know when you said that they w- rode motorcycles. I was assuming they had like you know mopeds or
1: something like that. But no, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, it, I spared... No, that's okay. I get it. I spared no expense, you know, for for my boys. Maybe I should have waited a little bit longer.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think that was legal for them to be out. <laughs>
1: No, it, it definitely wasn't, and they weren't, like, full motorcycles, they were, like, dirt bikes, uh, but they were made by Harley. I see. Yeah. It was hard. It was hard on, uh, on both Becky and I. You know, we, we tried to make it work for a couple years after that, um, but, you know, when you lose your two twins, something changes within you.
0: So did, Becky, did Becky blame you for what happened? Yeah, um, seeing yeah. as you gave them the motorcycles, yeah, and they were underage to be r- driving them, and
1: yeah, you know, she kind of just said, "Why would you do this? Why would you give twelve-year-old boys uh, motorbikes? Uh, they don't know how to use these, stuff like that." And to be fair, she had a great point in hindsight. Are you getting out into the the dating scene at all? What? Sure, I've I've been trying this whole Tinder craze. It's it's been it's been all right. You know, I do pretty well for myself. I've got I still got a great head of hair that hasn't changed. Uh, oh, good. My hair is, my hair is uh, on fleek, as the kids are saying these days. <laughs> so you know that that's been good. That that part of my life is still doing okay.
0: Moving on to your professional life, how's your music prospects going? jesse and the rippers or are you with your that that other band you were in
1: uh yeah jesse and the rippers uh daddy
0: and the monkey puppets
1: yeah we tried that for a while that didn't really go anywhere jesse and the rippers is uh no longer together i'm sad to say uh well they're still together it's just not with uh me at the helm barry williams is actually the the singer of jesse and the rippers now that's the
0: name sounds familiar where would i know barry from
1: you would know Barry Williams uh, as Greg Brady from the Brady <laughs> Punch. <laughs> I wish I were making it up, but uh it is true that he became the head of Jesse and the Rippers after I got kicked out. Oh
0: my god.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well it is too bad that they, they kicked you out, but it is kind of a step down. I mean, his voice is nothing compared to yours.
1: well, well I appreciate you saying that. They really blew up after Greg uh, or Barry
0: came oh, on. I after Barry came on board?
1: Yeah, uh, Barry and the Boys, they called themselves, and I'm, I'm sure you remember, I think it was 2004, they had that song, uh, Doggy's Day Forever. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, Doggy's
0: Day Forever, that was really good. Yeah. And they still do forever as well. <laughs> they do that Beach Boys
1: <laughs> Yeah, they do. And I think they, they kind of you know, named that song Doggy's Day Forever, kind of as a dig at me, and that, that, didn't, go, that didn't go unnoticed. But I still get royalties because uh, uh, whenever that song is played on the radio, I'm still uh, musical. I, I did all the music for that, so I still get my royalties. Um, right now I'm in a band called uh, Jesse and the Big Boys. We opened for Barry and the Boys, actually.
0: Was that awkward?:
1: Yeah, I think they, they did it to insult me, but I honestly, I needed the money. Uh, we're not doing no. you know we're playing clubs. Uh, I'm still owner of the Smash Club. Uh, oh, okay. In San Francisco, you can find me there uh, six days a week, bartending uh, and just you know helping out the crowd. Do open mics, of course. So,
0: Jesse and the Big Boys. Mm. Um, do I have this right? Uh, I'm looking at Wikipedia, and um, yeah, it, you aren't the titular Jesse in the in the band. It's actually Jesse Camp from "Want to Be a DJ" that's on
1: MTV that's, in the 90s. That's right. Uh, he, I hooked up with him uh, at a grief counseling session. Uh, he after he lost his job at MTV, you know, he had been despondent for years, and of course, as soon as I got into that meeting, I recognized him right away, and I said, "Hey, maybe we could do something together, you know, to kind of raise our spirits." He said, "Okay, how about we do a band?" And I said, "That's the greatest idea I've ever heard." Uh, I'm looking. Yeah,
0: up- because he's a musician uh-huh. as well. He had that album he put out. Uh-huh.
1: And then I uh, I said, "Yeah, let's do it." Uh, you, might, you may have heard of Jesse and the Rippers. And he said, yeah, of course, forever. What a great song that you didn't write. And I said, yes. And he said, how about we form a band called Jesse and the Boys? And I said, this is amazing. I think we're going to go right on top. I can't wait to, you know, to write songs again and start singing lead. And he said, hold on. If we're doing this, I'm Jesse. It was a tough pill to swallow, mm-hmm. but music is my life, and I just had to let it slide so I go by uh, Bob now. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Just when I'm performing with Jesse and the boys. Yeah. So to avoid confusion and.
0: Right, because he's Jesse. You're Jesse. Right. And uh, you guys did compromise because he wanted to call it Jesse and the Boys, but then you uh. Put your <laughs> I said, down and I said,
1: That's right. I. Yeah, I forgot to mention about the name change, because uh, I, I I I talked to him and I said, well, you know that there's Barry and the boys, and he said, oh, that's right, they had that big song, "Doggy Day Forever." And I said, yeah, we're gonna need to distinguish ourselves. We're not just boys, you know, we're not little boys, we're big boys. Uh, so he said, let's call it Jesse and the Big Boys, and he loved it.
0: And then your name, your new name is Bob now, so it's kind of like. That yeah, restaurant
1: Bob's, chain, and Bob. yeah, Bob's Big Boys. <laughs> that's right, and I do perform in a in a, in a checkered shirt with uh, red overalls.
0: So that's a great, that's a great look.
1: Yeah, it's it's really it brings in the '90s nostalgia crowd a lot. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, this is great," because it's all about nostalgia these days.
0: And if Jesse ever leaves or uh, ODs or anything, mm-hmm. you might stay with Bob. Of course, And just bring the band's to Bob's
1: Big Boys. <laughs> I mean google alone would you know help us immensely you know with bob's big boy i should talk to jesse about that that's a really good idea i'm gonna okay, write you don't that have down. to pay me
0: a cent i just love i, I just love your music i can't i wait. couldn't
1: pay if i wanted to but i would credit <laughs> you in the liner notes of our next album
0: so uh what kind of music do you do most mostly beach boy covers I <laughs> do
1: beach boy and Elvis covers exclusively <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: this is a tough one <laughs> aside from just being an, a big elvis fan you are a, a really big beach boys fan mm-hmm. um yeah. i don't i, I don't know how i know, how I know.
1: Brian wilson actually uh he,
0: yeah uh, i was about to say i don't know how i know this but i i believe you once uh performed the song kokomo
1: sure did uh you know i had my brother-in-law danny tanner and my best friend joey gladstone uh I was actually doing a lot of coke during the 90s, so I don't really remember the specifics of it, but I, uh, I had the Beach Boys perform in our house in San Francisco, uh, and I got to play with them, and then we went to a concert, and they actually brought me up on stage, and I played drums for them. One of the greatest moments of my life, besides for my boys being bored. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course. And maybe uh, getting married, I don't know, that, that might not have such uh, a rosy t-
1: That one was okay.
0: So we mentioned your brother-in-law and uh, living with him. You kind of had a weird situation going on back in those days.
1: Yeah, it was almost like a sitcom. It was a little silly how we were living. But, uh, yeah. You
0: know what?
1: Well, my sister had died in a car crash, Pam.
0: Oh, God, please don't tell me she was swiped by a...
1: Oh. <laughs> the universe works in strange ways, and she sure was.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Uh, yeah, it's... Catsopolises and uh, trolleys don't really mix that well, it, it would appear. So, you know, Pam was in a car crash with a trolley. And my brother-in-law, Daniel, he had three little beautiful little girls. Um, Michelle, Stephanie, and um, DJ was the other one. And I couldn't allow him to raise these little girls alone. It just wouldn't have been right. So I, I told him I'd come stay with him for a couple of weeks just to get his feet back on the ground and, you know, help him get everything in order. And then his friend uh, from college, Joey Gladstone came in and he helped, you know, sort everything out. And then I just kind of stayed there for like eight years of my life, just living in the attic of that house.
0: Yeah, even uh, after you got married and had children.
1: Yep. We still stayed there, which was a, a weird conversation to have with Becky. You know, I said, OK, let's get married. And, you know, of course, we talked about living arrangements. I said, you know, I'm I'm living in Danny's house. I met I met Becky through Danny. They were co-hosts on Wake Up San Francisco. And I said, why don't we live there? I'm not paying any rent. And we've, I've got this sweet attic space. I've got a, a big jukebox bed. It's uh, our, my headboard was a big jukebox just to keep up with my uh, Elvis aesthetic that I had going on. And she said, I don't want to do that. We're adults. i think danny's okay now the kids are grown up and i said listen i'm not marrying you unless we can live there and she gave in to that ultimatum
0: did you continue to live in the house after the twins died yeah are you living
1: there now jesse (laughs) not in the attic oh you got to move in the main house i'm in the basement now oh Uh, joey joey moved out he got married oh that's weird yeah He
0: moved out after he got married
1: Yeah, I didn't understand it. He was like, oh, I'm getting married to, uh," you know, whatever her name was. Well, I haven't kept in contact with him uh, since the kids. But, yeah, he's like, oh, I'm getting married and we're we're buying a house in L.A. And I said, what, are you moving out? I said, well, yeah, I got to start my, you know, the next chapter of my life. I just didn't make any sense to me at all, but I hope he's doing well.
0: Did his children's television show get picked up by PBS? Was that what it was?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it did, actually.
0: Okay, I thought so. I thought I saw that on TV a couple days yeah,
1: ago. Yeah, you can still see them on PBS.
0: So do the girls still live in the house? They're all grown up, aren't they?
1: Yep, they're all they're all still there. <laughs> DJ's married now to Steve. DJ and Steve got married, and they're living oh. up in the attic now. Oh, okay. Uh, Stephanie and Michelle. Michelle's out at college right now, but she still, you know, lives at home when when she comes back from school. And and uh, Stephanie, you know, she's just working in the city. And you know, she figured it'd be cheaper just to stay at home. She's actually working on <clears throat> Wake Up San Francisco with uh, Danny.
0: Uh, oh, that's great.
1: Yeah, she's a producer over there.
0: Oh, I thought you were saying she was a co-star. Uh, is Rebecca still there?
1: Yep. She sure is. Oh, jeez. So it's tough sometimes when I when I turn on the TV and there's Becky.
0: Yep. Or you visit Danny at work, or
1: right when I have to bring his lunch in a brown bag. Yeah, but I well, said you it's... know we're we're still friends. We're still friends, of course. We're still friends. Um, you know, we we have that bond together that'll never be broken. But I still love her very, very much.
0: Yeah, but you're you're getting out there. You're. I'm
1: your getting Tinder. out there. I'm on the Tinder. You know, I've I've, I've checked. I've got a Facebook page. I'm currently seeing uh, a girl who's 18 years old. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good. It's good Reach for me. Out. That's yeah. every man's dream. Yep. She well, she says she's 18. So I'm hoping. Okay. I think you have to be 18 to be on Tinder. So you, I don't, I don't think she's lying about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what would what would she gain from that? Absolutely to date a, a 50 year old man so how about the advertising game have you have you done anything in that arena lately
1: yes uh i'm i actually do the the we are farmers you know that jingle oh okay that was uh that was penned by this guy right here oh wow a little, little known fact so
0: you know wow, the, jing- the, jing-
1: the jingle business is going great you know as long as there's the, the medium of commercials, there's always going to be a need for jingles. Um, so that's that's really been a steady, solid part of my life. The only thing I can say that has been solid <laughs> about my life has been these jingles.
0: Has it been hard to write jingles since Joey moved away?
1: Yeah. He was mainly the lyricist for our jingles. I, I kind of did the music. As you can tell, I mean, the We Are Farmers jingle isn't really much of a
0: <laughs> <laughs> True. Kind of. There's not a lot of lyrics in that no. one.
1: No. But um, you know what? I get by. I get by. Okay. I get by, um, and not with a little help from my friends, that's for sure. Oh
0: no, you don't like that kind of
1: music. Yeah, oh, Beatles are terrible. But I, that, that's a time for another podcast, Greggy. So
0: I, I see in my notes here that uh, that you emailed me about your your newest project that you're working on is you're petitioning the city of San Francisco to remove all the trolleys from the city. Yep. Uh, how are you? How are you working on that? How How is that going forward?
1: Um, we're, uh, you know, I've I've set up a GoFundMe campaign that's gaining a little bit of steam. I've got three backers. Danny, of course, was one of them, <laughs> and then uh Michelle was another, and Joey was the other one, and they each lent in a uh, hundred dollars each, which was incredibly kind of them.
0: And Stephanie didn't donate at all.
1: Well, Stephanie, you know, she's busy. I, How I rude! Yeah. <laughs> Have mercy, am I right? <laughs>
0: Uh, You got it, dude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. So I've got that GoFundMe campaign going. And, uh, you know, hopefully... I've talked to the mayor of San Francisco. And he said, there's no way that this could happen. (laughs) Uh, It's not practical at all. The trolleys are an institution of San Francisco. And just because... Two freak accidents happened. It's not cause. No one cares about this, what you're doing. But I'm convinced I can turn them around. I'm kind of a charming... I'm known for my charm. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And part of your GoFundMe goals, I see you're planning on using some of this money just to buy pickaxes to go pull up the tracks yourself if you have to.
1: You know what? Uh, I'm a Greek boy. Greek people are known for their hard work. I will get out there, and I will tear up each track bit by bit if it kills me. And it probably will because trolley cars <laughs> are not my friend. <laughs> that's
0: true. Uh, you've got to be careful out there, Jesse.
1: Well, I only I only travel by Uber now.
0: So, yeah, uh, listeners, definitely go and support Jesse on this uh, yep, website. That's a,
1: yeah, you go, can tell them.
0: Uh, GoFundMe.com forward slash Let's destroy the historic San Francisco trolley system. And uh, just any little bit helps. He's got a lot of money to raise to get this done.
1: Mm-hmm. $6.7 but we're going to get it done.
0: <laughs> a dollar at a time, a donor at a time.
1: That's right. Hey, Rome wasn't built in a day.
0: Do you have any plans for the future? Is there anything on the horizon that we should be looking forward to?
1: Um, You know, just look out for uh, Jesse and the Big Boys. We've got a new album coming out in a couple months. You know, we're still working on post-production. Just look out for that. Uh, I do Elvis impersonations at the Smash Club every Sunday night at 7. You can try some of my famous fried chicken down there. That's what I got going on.
0: And that album is going to be called Beach Boys to Men? That's right. Okay.
1: Beach Boys to Men at Work. Actually, we're actually adding Men at Work into our repertoire.
0: That, that's amazing. I can't wait to hear that.
1: Yeah, we've got a great cover of uh, Land Down Under going on. It's mm-hmm. a, with a bit of a Beach Boys vibe to it, and uh, yeah, I think I think the public is really going to go wild for this one.
0: You don't hear enough Australian uh, surf music.
1: You don't. I, you don't hear any of it, and that's what that's what we thought. So we're gonna get we're gonna corner that market right now.
0: Well, great. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we get to the podcast?
1: No, let's get into it.
0: Okay. (sighs) What's wrong, you ask? Well, it's just that giving people shout-outs for leaving iTunes reviews is, like, my favorite thing to do. But I can't do it this week. (sighs) Nobody left an iTunes review this week. (sighs) Oh... oh you guys if you do that then i can give you a shout out and i can say nice things about you and i love to please guys oh darn it Has anybody seen Joe McGurl? His mom is really worried about him. She called my house and she asked if he was here. And I said, he was supposed to be on the podcast today, but instead Uncle Jesse from Full House was on. And she said, well, where is he? And I said, I don't know. And she's really sad and she's really worried. So if you know where Joe McGurl is, um, please get a hold of him on Twitter. That's the answer for some reason. At Joe McGurl. So yeah, do that because we're really worried about him. Joe, where are you, Joe? Okay, I'm not going to whine twice in a row. Excuse me. Um I think I this is crazy. Um I moved to New York 4 years ago and today's my 4 year anniversary. And I'm pretty sure um I think I saw you jerking off outside of a Starbucks. <laughs> oh is my that you? God. I think were you jerking off?
1: Uh, the, oh my god. Oh Four years ago. Yeah, it was right? four years ago. I don't know if you remember me. An 8th. Yes! Oh, oh my God! Oh my God, this is so crazy. Okay, because, I, yes, I was jerking off. And it was my first day in New York as well. Oh my, was it really? Yeah, I was like, you know, I hear New York is like the land of the free. Yeah. You know, it's the city where you can do whatever you want. So I said, okay. you know what, I'm going to pull out my willy and I'm going to go crazy. No,
0: it's, it's so amazing that With, you did that because I remember it was I my cannot first day. Believe- I was like, it's my four year anniversary. Yes. I was walking to the yes. store. I'm so scared. No, I'm we going locked to SBA.
1: We locked eyes, remember? And I said, I'm going to fuck you rotten. Yes. You remember that? Yes, I said, I'm going to fuck you rotten. You did. And I spent, oh, I wish I could tell you, I, I spent cannot. the next month and a half scared until Shut I realized face. I
0: did. I was terrified out of my brain, like looking around the corner, will this toothless <laughs> man come back? Oh and my like, God. just try to fuck me rotten. And that like, is honestly, so crazy. it was one of those moments where it took me a while. You know what it was? You the opened New New
1: me up. You know what it's crazy that you spotted me after all this years of hormone therapy oh it's crazy God. that you still notice
0: so this week jesse and i listened to you tell it episode one featuring natasha Vainblatt, michael kane brandon scott jones morgan jarrett and uh charla loriston and uh you tell it is a podcast out of ucb new york it, it's kind of similar to improv for humans but they do their own thing they get a monologist in to tell stories, and then they base scenes, uh, improv scenes on those stories. And they'll often do three or four scenes in a row, just going off of one story. So it's a pretty cool format that they have. You get the interesting stories, the funny improv, and I think it's a pretty good podcast. They've only been doing it for a few months now, so you can get in on the ground floor. So have you ever done anything socially inappropriate in public, Jesse?
1: Yeah, a couple of years after the kids kind of a dark time for me and it was interesting when i you know when you said we want you, you, we wanted to do this podcast and i i looked at the episode title and it was uh, did you jerk off outside of a starbucks <laughs> um that really struck a chord with me because i actually <clears throat> did jerk off outside of a starbucks oh wow yeah yeah i was kind of living on the streets for a while i had left i'd left the home uh and was just Trying to find my own path in life, and I—I I was outside Starbucks, and it was early in the morning. I'd gotten my coffee, I was sitting outside on the patio, and on the TV, inside of the Starbucks, uh, Wake Up San Francisco was on, and Becky was on the TV, and it just really, really did something to me.
0: Oh, Jesse.
1: I, it was it was dark. It was a dark time. And, uh, it was more
0: of a sadness jerk sesh than a than... I don't
1: know. I don't know if I would say it was a sadness one. Uh, it was it was definitely passionate. I'm not sure which what what kind of passion it was. Whether it was you know, anger, sadness, extreme lust. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely out of passion. Well, that's
0: gotta happen all the time, though. I mean, you put a friggin' hot babe out there as your logo. Absolutely. Of course, everybody is going to be, you know, whipping it out.
1: Sure. She, the, the, that Starbucks logo is extremely sexual. It's a, it's a siren or a mermaid, I believe, and she's, mm-hmm. she's got her hair covering her boobies, and it leaves a lot up to the imagination.
0: Well, you know what they say: sex sells. And that's and true. Starbucks is going for that one hundred percent.
1: And let's not forget that. Uh, You replace that B with an F, and you've got yourself some trouble there.
0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I don't suggest you do that at home.
1: No, I'm not suggesting that either. I'm just saying we all know it's there.
0: Yeah, let's be adults about it. I understand. Yeah. So were you brought up very religious?
1: Hmm. No, not really. You know, in in Greek culture, more about uh, the family and the tradition of family and, and everything we do there, but... You know, religion didn't really play a part in that. I'm actually now that I'm thinking about it, it did, it really did. Uh, I, oh, really? I, yeah, I forgot that I got married uh, for 13 years without me knowing it because I went around the table with one of my <laughs> childhood friends,
0: <laughs>
1: and that was, uh, I think, a religious tradition. So, yeah, I was religious. I kind of just blocked it out, I suppose.
0: So what kind of religion is that where you dance around a table with um, someone at a party that you haven't really met before and then you find out that you were married from then on?
1: Let's not be ridiculous. We weren't dancing around the table. We just walked around the table. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, you know, it's kind of uh, Catholic, maybe Orthodox. Again, not really brought up, kind of blocked that all out.
0: Well, I was raised uh, super Mormon. Oh, really? Yeah, that's that's kind of like a normal Mormon, except for they actually believe that uh, Superman was the one that translated the golden plates that the regular Mormons, um, the lesser Mormons, as we call them, believe that Joseph Smith did. And it's it's a minor difference. Um, For the most part, we believe in all the same things, but or I mean, they believe in all the same things, because Mm -hmm. of course, as I've said many times, I'm a huge atheist now. I I think God isn't real. And also, even if he was, I freaking hate him. So...
1: Hey, you're preaching to the proverbial choir, as it were. You know, there can't be a God that would take my dear sister and my beautiful (laughs) baby boys away from me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have you ever
0: Googled anyone after meeting them?
1: Yeah. The the 18-year-old I'm currently seeing, I uh, immediately Googled her to make sure that she was 18. But I don't Mm -hmm. think there's software developed yet to make that a thing. I just saw that she was enrolled in um, San Francisco City High School, and that was about as far as I got.
0: But it's the end of the school year; she right. could easily be 18. She
1: could be graduating. She could have been held back.
0: Yep. Is she very smart? Do you think, or
1: she doesn't appear to be?
0: So yeah, I mean, she she could be 19, 20 then.
1: Absolutely. You know, I dropped out of high school, uh, so I'm who am I to judge?
0: A lot of times I'm contacted by people to be on the podcast mm-hmm. and I've, I've got to Google them right away. Uh, that Tom Cruise guy, I had to look him up. He's been in a couple movies, I guess.
1: He's, he's an indie actor, right? This
0: Tom yeah. Cruise? He does mostly indies, um, little garbage films. Right. Uh, I, I, th- Tom, don't get mad. I know he's a big listener.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll
0: probably edit that out later. And then sometimes I'll just pull someone in, like uh, the pizza delivery guy or whoever, and I will Google them and they mm-hmm. don't show up on any websites at all because they've scrubbed themselves from the internet. So that's mm-hmm. always tough. That makes it harder to do a good interview.
1: Right. I'm sure you use Google a lot with your, with your interviewing. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: almost exclusively.
1: <laughs> you Google me?
0: Well, I... I'll be honest. I did Google you. Okay. Uh, and I did see the, the stories about your sons mm. and I, I, I could have brought that up a little, a little with mm. a little more tact, I guess. And I apologize. for right. right.
1: No, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, you want to, you want to seem professional and I totally, I understand. No, I don't hold any, you know, any, any hard feelings about it. You're just doing your job. The,
0: the good morning, San Francisco. Is that the name of the show?
1: Wake up, San Francisco.
0: Wake up, San Francisco. That's right. Yeah. Um, I saw on their website, uh, it it doesn't list any kind of uh, romantic entanglements for Rebecca uh, currently. Is is she single, or what's going on there?
1: She's still single. Yep, she's on the market. Okay. Uh, Which is good for me, holding out hope still.
0: Uh, Yeah, she's keeping it tight. She's looking good still. she, She sure is. She
1: really is. God, I love her.
0: For my listeners out there, maybe check her out. Uh, yeah,
1: no. She's a good no, lady. It's okay. You don't have to Google her, okay? You can just watch her every Monday through Friday at uh, 4 a.m. until 7 a.m. on Wake Up San Francisco. So,
0: Jesse, have you ever pulled any scams?
1: Yeah, so I did a lot of scams when I was doing the Rush Hour Renegades with Joey. I would call families and tell them that their their sons and daughters were in distress and uh, they needed to come to the, to the studio and and we could help them out and I would say, okay, we just need you know the, the, the kidnapper or wh- whatever the, the uh, urgent situation would be that I'd made up. I'd say, you know go come, come look at this, give us the money for the kidnapper and uh, you know we can we can get that started And of course there wasn't ever any danger for the children. Mm-hmm. And I would just take their money and uh, in hindsight, I'm looking back at it now. And it seems like a little bit of cosmic revenge on me that I would tell these families that their children were in peril and I in turn lost mine.
0: And you actually had their children there at the studio?
1: No, no. One time. But he was one of our interns. Oh, okay. He was was seven years old. It was not a good choice for an intern, but the scam paid off.
0: If you want to get a good job in broadcasting, you've got to do a bunch of internships, so that makes a lot start, of sense.
1: you got to start young, too.
0: Mm-hmm. So you, you were giving that kid an opportunity.
1: Absolutely. And he, in turn, gave me an opportunity to make some buku bucks, baby. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and so they brought you money? Uh, you kept that money?
1: Yep, kept it. I said, oh, look, the, the kidnapper, you know, I'll do the trade, and he's in the other room. Just put the money, I'll give it to him, and they'll bring your son out, and that's what we did. It was, It was great. That's a great scam. So have you ever been so nervous you threw up? Oh, sure. I mean, when I was with the Rippers, almost every time before a show, I would just...
0: You get a lot of stage fright? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I may look like I'm a confident guy, but when I'm before that crowd, my tummy starts rumbling.
0: How about that time when you uh, performed with the Beach Boys?
1: You know, honestly, I was fine for that one. I was really calm, cool, and collective.
0: You would hate for that to be the time where the nerves kick in and you're you're puking all over Brian Wilson. Sure, sure. I mean after the the beach
1: after I performed, I, I don't think I stopped puking for about seven minutes. Mm-hmm. I pretty much emptied my entire body. I was very sick. I was in the hospital for days recovering, but not beforehand.
0: And you had to get Brian Wilson to drive you to the hospital because the ambulance got there and they they said no way, we don't want we don't want anything to do with this one.
1: Yeah, they said, "Oh, we're gonna have to clean up our ambulance and stay like an extra sh- an extra hour to do this." And they weren't they weren't having it. Luckily, Brian is a great guy, and uh, mm-hmm. he sh- he shipped me right off to the hospital.
0: Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Oh, really?
1: Oh yeah, I believe I'm haunted by ghosts.
0: Uh, do you know who these ghosts are?
1: Yeah, it's Pam, my sister, mm-hmm. and uh, the other one. I think it might surprise you. <laughs> Richard III. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: I was expecting it to be one of your boys.
1: Oh, my boys. No, they are, they are at peace. But I definitely know that the other one is Richard III. He talks a lot about the War of the Roses, and I'm like, listen, man, I really, I really don't need this right now. But he goes on and on.
0: And what does your sister talk about?
1: Just a lot of, like, you know, you were supposed to pick me up at the airport. I had to take a cab to the house. If you hadn't done that, I wouldn't have got hit by a trolley. A lot of stuff like that. I see. Which is typical older sister behavior.
0: I I also believe in ghosts. I I don't believe in God, or I don't believe in heaven or hell. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that sometimes there are ghosts out there. And uh, if you can swing it, you should probably try to become a ghost when you die so that you get to continue on, because otherwise it's just, you know, Enzo for you.
1: Yeah. So you think you just, like, if you don't become a ghost, what do you think happens?
0: Um, it's just, like, not existing anymore.
1: Okay. Do you believe in reincarnation?
0: Um. Well, you know, Einstein said that there's no way to destroy energy or something like that. Maybe it was Newton or somebody.
1: Yep, no, that was a direct um, quote. That was a direct quote from son. <laughs> so, energy.
0: you know, I'm big into science stuff and the oh, science guys. Absolutely. Um, I love all the best science guys.
1: Yeah. Who's your favorite and science guy? Andrew Nye? I
0: love Andrew Nye, the science guy. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he mostly talks about, like, English science.
1: Mm-hmm, which is different than American science.
0: hmm It's mostly about, like... How English stuff is better than American stuff, right? And he blows my mind like every time. It's great. Yeah,
1: yeah. I like him because he does blow your mind. It's a bit like watching Chris Angel sometimes. You know, just mm-hmm. the science stuff. He's like, it's a, it's a mind freak. Honestly,
0: it's hard to plan your death if you if you don't want to commit suicide because you know it could yeah. happen at any time.
1: Sure, but
0: but at all times, I kind of have it going in my mind like all the different people that I hate. I, I try never to tell my, my wife or my children that I love them. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to make sure that I have plenty of unfinished business here on the, on the earth. All of my extra money um, I hide in coffee cans nice. around my neighborhood, and we are destitute, <laughs> I have to say. It's going to be great when I finally well, – When you uh,
1: finally kick it.
0: Yeah. you going
1: to so much stuff to come back for.
0: But then, on the other hand, I'm not going to want to tell my, my wife and children where that money is. Because once I do, maybe that's going to be what what ends it for me. And then, you know.
1: Yeah, that's true. big
0: nothing forever and ever.
1: Yeah, big catch-22 for you there.
0: I figure if I ever get a, a, a bad sickness, the doctors say I only have so long mm-hmm. to live, I'm going to just walk around really bad neighborhoods late at night, and uh, I guess if I hire someone to, to murder me um, violently, that, that, that might not work. Right. So I've just got to tempt people into doing it.
1: Yeah, like, hey, you um, won't kill me. That probably won't work a lot of the times, but the time that it does.
0: You only need once. That's right. So that's my big plan.
1: Oh, have mercy.
0: What's your favorite song from
1: Greece? Gotta be Beauty School Dropout.
0: That's a great choice.
1: Yeah. You know, I was a high school dropout, so anything. I really sympathize with people who drop out
0: i I like um grease lightning just because as a teenager okay this is a little personal but okay maybe kids put your hands over your ears but as a teenager i used to uh you know master um to the to the part of uh grease lightning where he says the chicks will cream for grease lightning
1: oh boy just thinking about that is getting me a little bit tingly
0: Come on, we've got a whole podcast still to record.
1: Uh, that's true. That's true.
0: <laughs> Save it for later.
1: I'm Put right it in the now. old
0: spank mm-hmm. bank. That's right. Have you ever had a manager that goofed off the whole time at work watching the OC?
1: Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was <laughs> That no,
0: specific no, situation?
1: Yeah. It was this whole podcast was just so relatable for me. Everything just really kind of
0: slotted into place in your life.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was working at uh, Ruby Tuesdays as a mm-hmm. server for a couple years. It was Mother's Day weekend, and we were booked full. There was a family that came in. They didn't have a reservation. And we had a table waiting for a family to come in. They hadn't been there for 20 minutes now. So I, I said, let me talk to my manager, see if I can fit you into that table. I go back there, and he's watching the scene where everybody shoots each other. That, oh, wow. That, that SNL spoofed. And I said, hey, Rick, Rick. Uh, just so you know, uh, there's a. He's like, "Shut up, Jesse! Shut up." That's rude. How rude is right? <laughs> uh, I, I looked at him and I said, "Listen, I know that the OC is important to you, but we got hungry families out there waiting to to treat their mother. Capiche?" He wasn't having it. He was so enthralled with this OC show. That I had to turn them away. It was a, it was hard to see the mother like that. But you know, the things you do for your managers. I quit the next day. I just couldn't live with myself.
0: And of course, you went in to uh, really ream him out. You gave him the, the business, and um, his only response was, "Welcome to the OC, bitch."
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: That was so rude. I yeah. mean, I, I saw your blog post about this. That's yeah.
1: Why. It really stung. It stung me right to the core. When someone looks you in the eyes and says, "Welcome to the OC." bitch that bitch is so pointed that it just goes straight into your heart and it's not a big it's not a big stab it's a tiny pinpoint but the blood just trickles out slowly and you feel it for the rest of the day it's like
0: uh andrew nye is always saying when you when you have something big and spread out you know it doesn't hurt as much as when you get those little pricks that that's uh, a little prick can do a lot of damage
1: so wise
0: oh absolutely what did you do at your 13th birthday party
1: 13th birthday party i think i was back home in greece
0: Wait, was that the one where this you the you one
1: walked, where I around, walked the around the table? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep, I walked around the table with my friend and uh, apparently constituted marriage. Mm-hmm. Didn't know it at the time. Then I ate a couple uh, hot dogs. Well oh, great. And then I went home and slept. It was a really quick party.
0: That's a great day, though.
1: Yeah. I woke up. My mom made breakfast. We went to the banquet hall. I said hi to everyone. Went around the table. Had three hot dogs. Immediately went to sleep.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. you want to go out on a high note
0: on my 13th birthday i had the traditional uh super mormon bat mitzvah Mm -hmm. um you know i I put on my clark kent glasses for the first time and i got my krypton name it is noel um noel yeah it's it's a little confusing at christmas time but Mm -hmm. but also i I don't even think about that stuff anymore and actually surprisingly i also got married uh i got married four times that day
1: Wow. um,
0: yeah it, it was a pretty great 13th birthday. It sounds like uh, it. Of course, uh, all those wives have shunned me since then. Sure. Um, and I'm down to the one. But she's great, and I think she's worth four uh, Super Mormon wives. Uh,
1: now, correct because, me if I'm wrong. I'm sorry. No, continue. Mm-hmm. I was very good um, of me to interrupt.
0: Yeah, she's allowed to wear clothes that are colored other than brown. I think that's so sexy. Um <laughs> so I just love it. I, I I can't get enough of, you know, your reds and your whites and your blacks mm-hmm. and whatnot. Well, so th- that's really great.
1: Yeah. Now I I have read a bit about the Super Mormons. Uh, now the the men have bat mitzvahs, right? That's that's correct. And and the females have bat mitzvahs, and they they dress up like Batman. Is that correct?
0: It, it is Batman, but it isn't you know the popular culture Batman <laughs> uh, because it it is a a brown costume. Right. It, it's more scientifically accurately bat-like
1: mm-hmm. and, they, and they're and blindfolded they blindfolded so they can only use mm-hmm. their hearing to get around
0: yep and you fill you fill the party hall up with uh mosquitoes especially mm-hmm. brett for this day and they just chow down they go to town on it it's it's very uncomfortable for everybody else at this party but yeah
1: but it's i mean it's probably a real spiritual awakening Mm -hmm. and it's her day i mean absolutely you know it'd be selfish of you to say okay i want to be comfortable you know you you went through your bat mitzvah your bat mitzvah already let them have their day
0: and it's their last day before they get married off to some Mm -hmm. 13 year old boy sure um along with you know six or seven of her friends
1: (sighs) yeah i i miss it sometimes but well it's that it's that real tight-knit community i'm sure that you miss exactly yeah yeah i miss having a family
0: do you ever think about faking your death, starting over with a new name?
1: Boy, uh, every day. Already, Jesse Katsopoulos is not a great name. And I just think of all the possibilities that await me. But I'm already 50. I'm halfway dead. What's the point now? Mm-hmm. That's So that's what I'm going on now.
0: Well, when you moved in with your uh, brother-in-law, mm-hmm. your last name was Cochran, but you, you ended up changing it.
1: That's right. I I was going as Jesse Cochran for a while. I was really rebelling against my parents. I'm a bit of a bad boy. Um, But after Pam's death, I thought it would only be right, you know, to get back to my roots.
0: And you had been a a big fan of uh, Johnny Cochran.
1: From Survivor.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Yep. He was just, uh, I think he was about four years old, but I saw so much potential in him. I said, this kid could be a winner. He could be one of the greatest players of some game in the future. I said, "There's something about him. He's got this strategic eye. I don't know what the game is, but it's going to be in this remote place, and he's just going to strategically go to town." So I said, "Definitely
0: oh. not athletically, but
1: right." But I, but there was a glint in his eye that said maybe there's a challenge beast somewhere buried inside.
0: Mm-hmm. If you give him enough chances, he'll he'll surprise you. That's right. But then you decided to go ahead and uh, live up to your Greek heritage.
1: Yeah. Once I I started working uh, with my father again, he Hmm. said, you're a Kitsopolis until you die. And I've kind of stuck with that.
0: I was going to ask you, what do you think your new name would be? But that would kind of defeat the purpose, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, I guess it would. Okay. Maybe maybe I'd go Tanner. Oh, okay. As a tribute.
0: Mm -hmm. Would you have to drop your stage name too?
1: Hmm. Boy, I never thought about that. No, I think I could keep that. Maybe I would just go as Bob Tanner. I mean, I've already got the Bob.
0: Instead of Bob Saget, as everybody calls him now. (laughs) Yep, that's right. When you're on stage.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A stage surname as well.
1: Yeah, it's important to have a whole whole backstory. Uh Bob Saget.
0: I've got to say, though, uh, I did go to one of your s- shows at the Smash Club. Uh. Um, th- this is going to sound uh, as uh, maybe a little negative, but your stage patter between songs, um, it was a little a little blue. You, you told a lot of dirty jokes, and uh, <laughs> I didn't really appreciate that, Bob. I mean, Jesse, sorry.
1: Uh, that's okay. Well, you know, I mean, Bob,
0: you're, you're kind of considered a family man, and then you you get up on stage, and you well, just tell all these gross sex stories
1: that's the thing you know you really just want to break the mold of you know i don't want to be pegged into this one thought process people have of me so i get up there and bob is an entirely different person when he is on stage when i'm on stage i should say i should say i'm not talking right. third person yeah i like to just switch things up So people, you know, they they look at me and they say, oh, that's a bit different than Bob Saget.
0: I understand that. I'm sorry to to bring it up.
1: No, it's okay. Hey, you know, how how will I ever learn if I don't get judged? Great point. Thanks.
0: What's your favorite thing about kangaroos?
1: I like how much they can, how high they can hop. That's pretty good. Yeah. How about you?
0: I really like um, how they look like a big muscle man.
1: They do look like big muscle men.
0: If you look at their arms and their chests. Yeah. They look like. Just a hairy guy.
1: And I like I like how they box.
0: Mm-hmm, that's really good.
1: Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. You don't see a lot of boxing animals these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like when we were growing up, you know? Right. You had animals boxing all the time.
0: Like uh, that rumble in the jungle. That was George Foreman versus a kangaroo.
1: Yeah. It was and weird
0: we- that they brought a kangaroo to the jungle, but right. they, they went for it.
1: Well, it's weird that they brought George Foreman to the jungle, too.
0: Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought of it that way.
1: Yeah, makes you think.
0: Mm-hmm. It's too bad that he ripped the head off of that kangaroo, though.
1: It was disturbing to watch on television, but... Boxing was what,
0: different in those days.
1: Right. You know, that's one of those events that you look back on, you know, the JFK assassination. Mm-hmm. All those things. You know.
0: Kangaroo did that, too.
1: Is that true? I hadn't heard that. That's just my theory, okay. No, is that one of the theories? It would um, make sense, you know, being high up on the hill. Love the mm. to hop up that. Yeah, okay.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. You know those planes that do the chemtrails? That's all kangaroos. I've seen this with my own eyes. Okay, and a ghost told me about it as well. So they he flew low over the grassy knoll like a sh- sharpshooter, but took out you know JFK. Um, I also don't believe that JFK actually died that day, though.
1: Well, you know the way his head split. It was mm-hmm. kind of curious to me. It kind of looked like when you shoot a watermelon.
0: Yeah. I think it was just a watermelon yeah. in a suit, <laughs> and they doctored all this stuff to make it look like a guy, and I believe that JFK has actually been the president ever since, and he just wears different disguises.
1: Now that makes sense to me. <laughs> There's no way to prove that that's not what's happening.
0: Exactly. Why Why do you think kangaroos look like muscular guys so much? Because they actually are people.
1: Also, they kind of look like
0: big mouses. Do you ever see that, notice that?
1: Mouses or mice?
0: Mouses are like animals. Um, they don't look like muscle men, but they do like look like little little kangaroos. I think kangaroos look like big mouses. And that's mostly why I'm afraid of them. That's why I started to be afraid of them. And then I learned all these other things told to me by a ghost.
1: Their nature's, pred- like, nature's number one predator are these mm-hmm. kangaroos.
0: They're the top of the food chain, baby.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, the ghost of the watermelon that died on that day. Oh! told me all about it he's got a real bone to uh, you know he's got a a,
1: uh, a seed to, pick. to yes as it were
0: exactly so yeah that's all true how many times a week do you eat at dunkin donuts
1: i can't eat at dunkin donuts anymore mm. i'm masturbating outside one of those and i'm banned <laughs> well it's the holes in the donuts that's right i mean they're the sexiest uh pastry mm-hmm. next to know. Danishes, we'll actually learn. All those slits. who boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Have mercy. I look at those Danishes and I just, do. got to stop um, talking about them.
0: We don't say slits on my podcast. That's sexist. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't go there anymore either. I got a bad lasagna there the last time
1: mm.
0: and my stomach did not like that one bit. So I just stay out of there. Did you throw up? I did throw up uh i was also really nervous that day so that might have had something to do with it but it's the kind of thing when you're when you're really sick Mm -hmm. you know if you eat something that day uh that kind of turns you off on that for a long time yeah
1: it gets in your head
0: i was really nervous that day um it was the day of my uh bat mitzvah
1: oh okay
0: I had to lay down this, this, the cape of the child and pick up the, the suit of the Clark Kent, the, the man. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. it, it was just a, a tough day. That that cape is like a security blanket in a lot of ways. Yeah. And uh, it, it was hard to put that down.
1: Because well, it's so heavy?
0: It, it is really heavy, especially seeing as you're not allowed to wash it until mm-hmm. the day that you, you hand it down to your own son. Um, right. I did have to impregnate a woman that day and i had a a son i did lose him in a tragic motorcycle accident
1: oh no no (laughs) greggy don't tell me it was a trolley
0: (laughs) i wish i could tell you it wasn't a trolley but it was a
1: trolley
0: it was a (laughs) And it was only a baby at that time. I was 13 years old. This was nine months later, so I hadn't yet turned uh, 14 yet. I had the baby in the sidecar taking a daycare for the day. because. (laughs) You would think it'd be easy to avoid these things because... They're the silent killers. (laughs) They're on these tracks. Um, They're ringing bells constantly at at all times. But... Somehow they sideswipe you. I don't know how they do it.
1: Well, let me tell you the truth about Nikki and Alex. They heard the bells. They thought it was an ice cream truck. And they went right towards it. Uh, And that trolley, what's going so fast? It can't stop in time.
0: And I was 13 years old to the Super Mormons. I'm a man, but... In, in actual fact, I, I love a good ice cream as much as anybody else. So maybe... Okay, this is the first time I've ever admitted this. Maybe I did swerve over a little to try to get at the, the ice cream truck.
1: Uh, I can't. And, uh,
0: and I didn't have the baby strapped down or anything. Um, I was 13 years old. Come on. You were thinking about other things. Yeah, I was thinking about ice cream. Yeah. I was thinking about my... Uh, I believe it was four wise. is that what i said? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about my four wives back at back at home. Sure, uh, you know the 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 hills in San Francisco. Oh, oh God! Uh,
1: Did it just roll?
0: I hate this, I hate to say this. So the trolley hit the sidecar,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the baby just went flying. Oh no! <laughs> just I thought I was over this. This was 20 years ago, but
1: hey, damn <laughs> it. it's hard. It's hard. So
0: just through the air. This was a 15 foot tall hill that I was at the top of at the time.
1: Oh, sorry, it was 15 feet tall <laughs> <laughs> vertically.
0: Well, yes, but it, it's really steep going down.
1: Uh, oh, okay.
0: You know, if I was going up the other way, I would really be. You could you could walk past me. I would sure. be going so slow. Sure. But uh, as it was, I was kind of picking up speed, and then right. I'm hit by a I'm hit by a trolley as well, mm. and this baby just goes the air it actually went over a house at the end of the street oh boy and uh landed right next to a swimming pool like two feet over oh things God. would have been i don't know the baby probably would have drowned to be honest <laughs> <But> <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay that's enough of this story Ugh. this is too hard
1: it's okay it's okay
0: so now on the show we have the segment called fan Name." <laughs> name like name like name. Like name that is where my guests and i are going to come up with what the hosts of you tell it should call their fans like how on who charted for instance i, I often bring up this example they call their fans chartists so we're going to come up with a, a kind of name like that and this mm. is to replace the admin segment Madmin is now off the air and it's going to be right. yeah com- going forward it's going to be way too hard to try to explain um what the admin segment is without madmen to compare it to mm. so i've had to retire that segment so, fan names for You Tell It.
1: Teletubbies?
0: That's a really good one. Wow. The You Tell It Teletubbies. Yeah. Hey there, Teletubbies. Today we're going to be improvising.
1: That's pretty good.
0: Uh, the You Tell It Bank Tellers.
1: I like that one. That's okay.
0: Okay. It's not as good. I know.
1: It's okay. It's it's, it's no Tubbies, but...
0: You guys are the ones
1: that tell it. That's the best one we, we got so far. Okay. Uh, YouTubers. <laughs> That's pretty good. Because then, I mean, you
0: could kind of tie it into YouTube
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: and and get that. Technically, you'll be confusing people, I guess. But I don't know. We've come up with a bunch. Maybe it's time to
1: vote. I, uh, okay. You can so, vote
0: first. Okay. We've got the Teletubbies, mm-hmm. the Bank Tellers, the You Guys Are The Ones Who Tell It.
1: And the YouTubers.
0: And the YouTubers hmm you know it's weird but uh i'm gonna go with the first choice i think teletubbies was the best
1: one you think so i yeah. i think you guys are the ones that tell it yeah that's true
0: i mean because that brings in the listener and that makes them part of the show yeah okay yeah you you swayed me so you Great. tell it the hosts of you tell it uh michael kane and the other natasha one natasha Veinblatt. we've done it for you now you know what you should call your listeners just open your show with welcome to you, tell it. You guys are the ones who tell it.
1: And that's not confusing at all.
0: Nope, that's the perfect name. Yeah. So, congratulations. We did that for you. So, is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we get to the radio? all know are the best. So, let's rate this show from one to ten, but don't go too low when you rate my friend, because then one make much sense.
1: no i think i'm i think we've covered a lot tonight so on podcasts
0: are wonderful we have a one to ten rating system where one is the worst and ten is the best but podcasts are so good rating a podcast less than eight is like sideswiping someone's children with a with a trolley in san francisco well put it's the kind of thing that only a monster would do so we're gonna stay in the eights nines and tens so what do you think jesse katsopolis what would you give you tell it episode one
1: well As I told you, as I was listening to this, as soon as, even before I started, and I looked at the title of this podcast, this episode of uh, "Did You Jerk Off Outside of a Starbucks," I was immediately really connected emotionally to it. And as it went on, as they did their scenes, everything just felt like an echo of myself. So I have to say that this episode of "You Tell It" from Justin Katsopoulos gets a ten. Wow, that's a great score. It's a, it's the best score I could give.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to give, you tell it, I'm going to give it a 10 as well. I think it's a really great podcast. I think this episode was really funny. There's several really hilarious scenes. Um, I, I really like the very first one where everybody had met together. And uh, yes. it's funny, there's something I, I wouldn't say, listen to this just because of this fact. But I do think it's kind of cool how... Uh, you tell it a lot of times there will be like say if they've got two guys there there'll be gay characters exactly. and that's not a that's not a part of the sketch or like on this one um <laughs> the, the the man uh spoke to the, the lady he was improvising with as though she were
1: as a uh, man a
0: man yeah. and then she she brought up that it's, it's strange that you were able to uh recognize, recognize me because i had transitioned yeah and uh i thought that was really uh funny and also mm-hmm. kind of cool um i kind of wish they did that kind of thing more often on improv for humans actually yeah anytime that somebody's gay on that it's because it's part of the
1: the joke scene
0: that they're doing Mm -hmm. yeah so i think that's kind of a cool thing that they do and uh it's neat getting uh comedians that you don't hear on the the la based podcasts because Mm -hmm. it's, it's based out of new york and you hear a lot of new voices i agree I think it's a great podcast and you should go listen to it, especially the most recent episode. Um, You'll have to look at the date of this podcast Mm -hmm. and then find out which one corresponds to that. Uh, But I I really enjoyed that one and I thought it was really good as well as this first one. Absolutely. So Jesse, it's been superb having you on the show and uh, we've really gone over some deep stuff Sure. Uh, we share I mean, a lot
1: about our lives. I, I felt like uh, I don't know. I don't. I didn't know if I was on podcast or wonderful or uh, what the what the fuck with Mark Marin. We really uh, got into the pain.
0: I don't want to muscle in on his territory, but I think uh, it's really great when people are, get real on podcasts. Uh, so maybe it's more of an homage, we'll say. So thank you so much for sharing with me tonight.
1: Thank you and, for having uh, me
0: here. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before? We end the show?
1: No. Uh, just check out the GoFundMe campaign. Follow me on Twitter at, at Uncle Jesse. There's another guy uh, at Joe McGirl. He's one of my followers. I follow his tweets, and they're
0: very good. Okay. Yeah. And I got to say, I love all the memes that you post all the time. It's great.
1: I am a meme addict. I love it. Success Kid is probably my favorite.
0: <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't get how you uh, are able to in the impact font how does that work i don't get it
1: just some coding
0: well i'll have to get with you after that because i would love to get mine in comic sans
1: oh yeah i can um, share some secrets notes. with you by
0: so thank you so much for being on the show thank you folks for listening Bye-bye.
1: bye bye <laughs> bye